Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 672, recorded today live Wednesday, the 9th of June in the summery sun. I do apologise for my occasional because I've got a noise gate and an air conditioning unit that's very noisy. So I'll be just going every once in a while. In fact, many of my guests will. Uh, maybe that's the show title. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the show progresses. We'll see how the show progresses. Um, anyway, welcome. This is the Sonic Talk podcast. We talk about all things music technology, uh, a few housekeeping things out of the way. Uh, you can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Alexa. You can ask Alexa to play Sonic Talk podcast, and that will work too. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify now as well You can, for the audio versions. We're streaming live on Facebook Live. We're streaming also to Discord uh, live stage server thing which i don't fully understand i'll be honest but i know it's working or at least i think it's working i have to connect to it i, I think if i yeah there it is i can see it's working there's nobody there but i'm there and you can listen to this if you go there but you're probably watching this either youtube live facebook live or twitch which is what we also do uh, i want to say thank you very much to our friends over at uh, the YouTube chat room, also the IRC chat room, all the usual crowd there, Discord. Uh, we've got here, this aggregates all of that stuff together. And I want to say, I, last week I was trying to do this, and now I've got all the data I need. So if you do fancy giving us a super sticker, um, that's the last super sticker in, on YouTube, or even a super chat, uh, you're welcome to, and I can throw up your little lower third there as a big thank you to you. I've finally got that working. So well, all the people that have supported, if you do donate to that, what that's going towards is a kind of Sonic Talk, party drinks fund that will happen uh, someone's ringing me i think i'll turn that off uh, and uh, maybe a secretary no it'd be a, a sonic talk party <laughs> drinks fund that means when we finally get together we can we can have a little bit of a party and say raise a glass to all our supporters and thank you so uh, i think i've covered most things oh yes if you want to support us on patreon just uh, put you up there because we put the pre-show up on patreon and also all our videos now are going up uh, ad free on patreon which means you don't have to watch them via youtube they're all on a vimeo in bed uh, if you want to support us you head to sonic state uh, patreon.com forward slash sonic state at forward slash sonic state and you can support us there very reasonable prices there you go two bucks or 450 well that's pounds actually sounds 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 better anyway all the housekeeping out of the way let's say hello to everybody we'll start with mr robbie bronneman who's there in a studio somewhere i don't know where he is but there's a drum kit involved in ireland, in ireland a studio in ireland how yeah, are you yeah. uh, robbie you well very, very well thank you yeah are you yeah. actually producing right now as we speak until about 10 minutes ago when i suddenly realized the time i was yeah yeah wow okay that's dedication i hope you saved yeah. your work before you uh before I did, you very carefully very carefully Excellent. two places i'm glad to hear that Excellent. well lovely to have you robbie um i don't know where we can find you nowadays because uh, you were working on an ep but i don't know if that got kind of slowed down no, because I'm, still, of COVID. I'm still still working on that and um it'll be coming out later in the later in the year Right. Okay. Fantastic. Glad to hear that. Yes. Spoiler. That other voice you heard there, of course, the voice of uh, BT, who's joining us from his studio, uh, which seems to have, uh, he's got a a very good wallpaper provider. I'm sure none of those synths are real, apart from the ones close to him. The rest is just pictures that he sticks on the wall, right? BT, of course, artist, producer, technologist, all those things. How are you, mate? You good? Yeah, I'm great, man. It's great to be with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, the spoiler was Robbie's album is amazing. EP album, whatever he's calling it. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, great to be with you guys. Well, I'm glad to hear you. We're going to talk to BT a lot more a little later because uh, he's, he's just released a project which uh, has got some really interesting 
aspects to all aspects of it. So we'll get on to that. But we'll also say hello to Mr. Gaz Williams, who's over there in Hello. Bristol. And it's, how are you doing, Gaz? You well? Yeah, I'm, I'm really good, thanks. Been super busy, which is cool. Um, but yeah, glad to be here. Gaz, of course, uh, can be found on his own YouTube channel, which is uh, Gaz yep. Williams. I think I've got a link here somewhere. Yeah, I can throw that I've... up. There we go. And uh, and I presumably, have you got a show tonight? I've got a show tonight. And tonight, I'm going to be looking at the plethora from oh. TC Electronic, nice. which nice. is a... But the question is, is it any good for tabletops or desktop use? Is that and the multi-effects the... thing? It's the multi-effects thing? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's all the pedals, spoiler. isn't it? All yeah. the pedals in one. All the pedals in one. Spoiler alert, it's not good for desktop use. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, well, Find I... out why. Find out why later. But, I mean, it's good. It's good. It's an interesting thing, but uh, yes. So I'll tonight's show is you... going to focus on that. Okay, I'll take you a TC and I'll raise you a time tosser. <laughs> I've, oh, got a time tosser. I've got a time the tosser. I've got a time tosser. What a name, got... what name that is. What's Here it is. That? It's got to be the best name. I, you know what, BT? I'm not entirely sure. I think it's a sort of real-time slicer slash looper slash thing. Stutter edit it, thing in one box. Stutter, stutter edit in a box, and it, but it's called time tosser, which I think perhaps... <laughs> Which it's is a funny name. It's just, it's a funny name. As we 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 oh how we laughed. Yeah. Depending on where you are in the world. That's true. That means something very different to you guys. Oh, yes. It does. It does indeed. So uh, yes. anyway, we'll we'll get on to that a bit later on, but uh, that's all the fun. Um, uh, there was something else I was going to say. I can't remember what it is now. It's completely escaped me, but uh, I'm sure it will come back to me. Um, oh, what? Yeah, I sorry, it's too hot in here. My air conditioning is too far away because it's not oh. silent enough to be close. I think it's like a $5,000 you know job to for the for the two months of the year when you need it. It's not really worth it, you know. But anyway, yeah. that's beside that. I I'll survive. So, um well, where should we start? I think basically we should probably start with uh with where we were originally going to go, which was basically um BT has just released the Genesis.json, which uh, I've got various. I think this one is live. So is it all right if I unmute it? Am I going to get busted if I if I run? No, please some? do. Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely do. So this is sort of a live stream of a. It's this is my explanation of it, and then BT will tell you what what it really is. So as far as I can see, what as I understand it anyway, it's a a, a piece of live coding that produces. A 24-hour cycle of music that can be many things. It's not always the same. The artwork is generated also, so it, all the combinations. So it's a piece of kind of digital performance art, which is in a constant state of flux. It's almost like a sort of cons concept album. Uh, the other thing that's very interesting about this is uh, it's, it's been sold as an NFT uh piece of digital art which is a, another thing entirely but first of all I'll, I'll see whether i was right so bt <laughs> have i got that kind of right i mean tell tell me tell me i'm sort of halfway there at least you, you do you do you do there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of nuance so um by design what genesis.json is is it's intended to be a one-of-one one piece of software for a person to own Right, and um, this piece of software is a 24-hour art and music installation that lives on something that we call the permaweb, um, which is a part of uh, it's a type of blockchain, and um, it's notally redundant, meaning 
there are millions of copies of this spread across many different nodes. And so this piece will exist far beyond my lifetime. Um, and that's made possible by a technology called AR Weave. So um, this 24 hour piece of um, art and music is actually 17 pieces of music that I wrote. Yeah. And I took those yeah. I took those pieces of music and I chunked them down into very small pieces and resequenced them. There's 15,000 audio and visual events that happen over a 24 hour cycle. So um, it's thousand lines of code. It took 11 months to. Uh, it, it is. Uh, it was sold on the Ethereum blockchain via Super Rare uh, set records which is just crazy and um but it's there for everyone to enjoy as well too so um it's it's interesting the whole kind of digital art and non-fungible token space and what's happening there and i'd love to speak to it but yeah. that's what the piece is so um, well that's fascinating so when creating it I mean, because I know that um, when you work, because you've done music for games as well, is it a similar kind of principle whereby things have to be able to overlap and coexist and work across each other? So in the same way that like maybe using the Unity engine or whatever, I mean, that I'm talking at a high level. That So you created something that, uh, that can overlap and can kind of breathe in and out of itself. So you end up with this thing that may not be what you originally composed, but made of bits that you have put together that's brought together in a unique way by the code. Am I getting that kind of almost right? Yeah, ab absolutely. So basically, it's a very sophisticated scheduler or a very simple NLE and DAW. You can right. think of it as either yeah. way. So um, the audio and the video is non-contiguous. So the, the video stream is not bound to audio. And I like to think of it as eight tracks of audio because it right. was such a 5D chess game sort of making this. But it, it, in fact, is as many streams as you can accommodate. And again, it's streaming from the blockchain, kind of like a BitTorrent. So it's sharded Geo's client side on your computer. Some of the most special things about this piece of software is that, um, well, piece of digital art is that it actually has a sleep cycle. First NFT ever that puts itself to sleep at night. <laughs> at 9 p.m., it has a shutdown cycle. It goes to sleep. Um, at 3 a.m., it begins dreaming. And at 9 a.m., it wakes itself back up. And, and it's rotating through these 17 pieces of music. Part of what is really special about it and was so cool to release it is over the first 48 hours we had fans in australia saying like oh my god i just saw it wake up or i saw it go to sleep or i saw the six eight house music in the afternoon like people were discovering all these things about it um and what and uh, i mean there's so much cool stuff about it but another thing that's really cool is um i coded a birthday message um that uh, only the buyer has these kind of administrative privileges over the piece. And so um, our, our buyer, Pranksy, um, he's uh, entered his birthday. And so once a year, everyone everywhere in the world will see this birthday message from me to him uh, ah, in their okay. web. Interesting. I mean, so, I'm just going to bring it back up again and see what it's currently playing. 
I noticed there's quite a lot, uh, 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 the, the, at least the parts I've listened to, there's some beautiful, what, uh, is it a real Rhodes? It sounds like there's some lovely Rhodes notes, these sort of almost ju just duophonic lines that you're running in it. I'm not hearing it at the moment because I can't feel, it, it'll be what it is, and quite a lot of band pass synth. So am I, yeah. <laughs> uh, is that one, is yeah. that one yeah. track in particular that I'm, I'm listening to there or what? Uh, there's definitely some live roads for sure. The the that which lives in the other room, but um, yeah, just everything in this room is is uh, in this piece. I mean, from Jupiter Eight, Prophet Five, Matrix Twelve, CP Seven, DC. I mean, you you know, to field recordings, bowed guitars, like recording crickets in the woods. It's 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 all in there. The sleep cycle at night is very um, meditative and uh, ambient. It's beautiful. 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. when it wakes up and the craziest thing is is you'll experience it differently because we're web scraping network time so it goes by your local time so anywhere you are in the world people experience the piece differently uh, wow this sounds like a labor of love i mean it sounds like something that must have taken you an extremely long time to put together like you said did you say it was over three years i mean when you started it did you have this in mind or did you just have the 17 tracks in mind and it kind of became what it became no this was by the completely by design i mean uh, you know uh certainly robbie knows this i'm a dry board venn diagram kind of guy so i start like high concept and then just put the pedal down and it's kind of as it takes to get there so this one was a month development cycle it was designed as a piece of software to have single person ownership but be enjoyed by everyone so that right. is completely uh, by design it sort of goes without saying but it's it's uh you know the code base itself um i'm continuing to develop so there's probably 40 to 50 percent more that we built that's not deployed in this initial piece of art so i will do oh. follow-up pieces to this that are equally i mean if not crazier so it's it's just it's amazing you know it's funny just really push push back off the canvas and zoomed out i think that there's a lot of musicians that have heard about non-fungible tokens and they think what's that and you know yeah. how does that apply to me um and it it's really pretty simple conceptually what it is prior to the time we're living in no one could ever have ownership over a single digital asset. So if you think about something like a wave file, you know, I mean, go back to kind of, you know, torrenting and Napster, it's a wave file can be equally distributed to everyone. What's different about blockchain, art, music, programmatic things is an NFT is just basically, you could think of it very simply, it's a token, a pointer that says, this file is the real one. And a person is buying the provenance and ship of this token, which references an original file. So, ah, okay. So people say, like, why on God's green earth would anyone do that if I can see the thing on my own? I think a really great metaphor for that is just take a famous painting like the Mona Lisa. You can go to the Louvre. You can see it. You can right now. We could Google it, look at it, pictures of it all over the internet. I actually have a picture of it on my phone from years ago, going to see it. 
um, it's readily available for everyone to see. However, it's owned by a single person or consortium of people. So um, it's the digital equivalency of that. It provides ownership of digital assets. And why this is going to be important in the future is not sort of readily apparent. As augmented reality becomes a part of our daily lives, right? If it's Google that gets that right, if it's Apple that gets that right, what NFTs are is we're skinning the next layer down of material reality. Your kitchen table is going to be boring. Your shoes are going to be boring. Your outfit's going to be boring. Your scent will be a color. And NFTs will be assets with utility that we take with us into this these virtual spaces, be it okay. VR, XR, okay. AR. So um, it's it's remarkable what's happening in this space. And I would just recommend for musicians that aren't aware of it, it's something that really warrants looking at. I've got one quick question, uh, which is, so Please. if... If that person, if I or whoever buys the NFT of a piece of digital music or WAV file that I create, are they then um, the, the the recipients of any revenue that that music creates? Is that the kind of is there a transfer of rights in that way? And therefore, you know, if if you're if you if this or some elements of this get uh, synced to a soundtrack or whatever, whoever paid you know Pranksy paid whatever he paid for it, he gets the revenue from that. Is that how it works as well? So it can or it cannot. It's totally down to the artist. And there's what's so cool about um, crypto and the DeFi space and blockchains in general, especially as they relate to artistic works, that's totally defined by the artists themselves. So it's like the so license. On the, uh, yeah. on the Ethereum blockchain, there's something called a smart contract. And I mean, you can, lawyers can kiss their careers goodbye if they don't learn how to program. I, I literally have been in this conversation with some very, very kind of high profile gaming attorneys. So um, it's a bit of executable code. It's written in a language called Solidity. And you can have anything do anything. That's the coolest thing. It has utility. Something I want to say that's not an answer to your question, but it's important for musicians to understand. Okay, when you sell a CD, right? You know, um, and people still do buy CDs. I have fans that buy CDs and they'll keep it for a couple years. They'll rip it to their computer and then they'll take it to use CD store and also to that person to resell it. And the artist is not remunerated in any of those subsequent transactions. These smart contracts that I'm talking about, there's something called secondary market sales. So when my piece resells someday if our, our buyer wants to resell it i'll receive 15 percent of the resale fee right forever okay. and, and in fact my great 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 grandchildren will continue to receive it in perpetuity so there's this resale functionality that's that can be embedded in smart contracts but to answer your question about ownership that's down to the user. Right. You can decide that. I suppose you it could say, be. It could be. That's the thing I was curious sure. about because it could be because then that sure. would make that would make things, you know, for the likes of you or I who don't have the kind of profile that you've got, you know, it's like, well, if I come up with a little ditty and I go, yeah, sure, take it away. You know, you can have it for a hundred bucks and then it's yours forever, whether it makes sense. I know exactly. there are probably other questions well, coming, you know. Well, well, any well, question. Um, so, so me, so um, if you, the person who buys the, 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 the you know, the asset, 
in terms of, like you said, like you know, a group of conglomerate own the Mona Lisa. What do those people do? Those people get the benefit of being able to display it in a high, far greater resolution than anybody else. Or what? What? What do they actually own tangibly, which makes their experience of owning it a worthwhile thing compared to everybody else who can just view it or listen That's to it on the internet? That's a great question. I mean, these, these bring up these huge questions of what is ownership? Also too, what is money? You know, people struggle a lot with the concept of, um, you know, crypto in general, be it Bitcoin or Ethereum or the other blockchain and DeFi technologies that, that we have. And they say, well, that's just like some fake thing that's on the internet. It's like, well, fiat, what we call traditional money, isn't been backed by gold since the 70s. So it's actually money with utility um, and not answering your question. I just get excited talking about this stuff. So yeah. basically the answer is it down to, again, the individual artist. So for some of the projects I'm working on now, um, there's, there's a, a type of programmatic, programmatic ability called unlockable content. So you can sell a non-fungible token that comes with embedded assets that uh, no one else can see or have access to. And right. so... Um, for example, what, an audio-focused um, non-fungible token project that I'm working on, I'm doing exactly what you're asking, Robbie, like 192, you know, lossless audio, like the whole thing, right? Um, and, and everyone else will get to enjoy it as like a high-resolution MP3. But honestly, it's, it, it warrants like kind of stretching the way that we think about ownership in a way. Um, People that, that are interested in this, especially collectors, you know, traditional art collectors, um, music collectors, they're not bothered. They want to own the original. And this is a way to say, to have provenance and provable ownership, like a certificate of authenticity in the art world over a work. And, it, and it's theirs and they own it. Right, it's a similar sort of thing. Um, mm. Gaz, I know you were. T we were talking mm. before the show. One of the things that is is kind of also fairly critical is is you know, as we're seeing now, there's there's a, a lot of energy required to maintain right. and create the blockchain. I mean, this is a sort of, and this yes. is another a, a separate issue, effectively. But it's still yeah. it's still very valid, I think. It is valid, and. Um I mean, there are a few alternatives, aren't there? I mean, there's this, is it Greek, uh, Art Gnome uh, claims to be a green NFT. And, uh, you know, so there are, there are sort of initiatives to try and move NFTs out of the kind of greenhouse gas emissions kind of uh, fiasco that they currently are. I mean, based on, you know, well, not just NFTs, but, you know, crypto. Uh, I mean... We're in this transition, aren't we, in the 21st century into a greener, more sustainable kind of energy. And I feel that sort of, you know, maybe NFTs are maybe unfairly being accused of being, uh, you know, greenhouse gas kind of giants. Not very um, eco. Yeah. Not very when eco. But I think this is a... We're in transition, aren't we? I mean, yeah, this is a kind I, of transition thing. And, the you know, the underlying idea of NFTs is, is interesting. And I think it's kind of possibly uh, a little bit uh, frustrating that it is so tied in with this ecological aspect. But, I mean, that is so hugely important. Greenhouse gases are, you know, it yeah, pose well, the, the, the biggest threat to, you know, humankind. So <sighs> I'm, I'm pretty torn on it, if I'm honest. Um 
I, uh, be, I mean, you know, in years to come, it, it, it will be the norm. I'm fairly sure about that. So, um, you know, and BT's been obviously very pioneering, which is which is always great. Um, yeah, confused. I call me confused because that's where I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, Karen, I'm not sure. To, I'd love to get you unconfused. <laughs> I would right, love please to do. Help, here. Please. help so, me out. So, I can't. I can't wait. So. There's no way to sugarcoat this. This is a an actual myth propagated by centralized financial institutions because cryptocurrency is an existential threat to their existence. Okay? So I want to lead with that piece. Any carbon footprint to anything is too much. Okay? I want to lead with that other idea, okay? But it's very interesting that this, and it's a myth too, I'm, I'm gonna load you up with white papers after this. So 2% <laughs> of um, the overall carbon footprint is from internet technologies in general. 0.02% of that is all blockchains combined and every NFT. So YouTube is a significantly greater existential threat to our global carbon footprint than all blockchains combined. And I can prove it to you like through white papers and stuff, but it's very interesting that this myth has been pushed out to the artistic community because we care. We're a group of people that are actually sensitive to these kind of issues. We really care about these things and we should, we should all care about it, but particularly artists are very sensitive to these kinds of social issues, environmental issues. I know I am, I know my friends are. So, um, Again, any carbon footprint is too much. The great news, like you said, is some of the most brilliant people in the world are working on solutions that they're, ca they're called layer two solutions to the blockchain um, that are literally have like one ten thousandth of the environmental impact that um, the current layer one solutions like Ethereum do. And it's all based on something called proof of work because basically what happens is before something's entered into the ledger, we're asking multiple nodes of redundancy to solve a really hard math problem. And so that takes, you know, kilowatts per hour of power, right? Um, another big misnomer is that mining has this horrific environmental impact. Crypto mining, so like Bitcoin mining, Ethereum mining, 75% of miners are using environmentally friendly uh, power sources like geothermal, wind, uh, wind power, solar power. So there's a tremendous amount of misinformation that's gotten seeded to people like us, the arts community, because we really care about this stuff. We should care about it. But um, it's funny, I hear this a lot from friends of mine that are uh, English. My, my friend, uh, Tim Exile, who you guys probably know. Yeah, I interviewed um, him not, not long ago, actually, in fact. Just, just the other day. He's brilliant. And, mm. and so Tim and I had this conversation. He's, I mean, he's one of the smartest people I know. You know, he's all these amazing, invented the mouth and all these things for na Native Instruments and now runs Endless. And so I was telling him some of these things about blockchain and he's one to, you know, trust uh, but verify. And so he went away, he did his research and he came back and he was like, holy crap, you're right. Like this is an actual lie that's being told to artists. So, um, so don't take my word for it. Just do do research about it. And again, you know, um, if it's something that's important to you, like it is to me, 
come participate. You know, there's smart people working on these things to improve them. And a platform like Hicketnunk, um, which is using the Tezos blockchain, is like practically nothing. You know, the uh, and it's a layer two solution. So these things will get better. Baz, your I mean, Gaz, your point is really well taken. Okay. I, I hear that it's a concern to me too. But it's not yeah. what is being sold to us. It's important to know. Okay, that. I'm going to take a little bit of a break there because I know for a lot of people this is sort of massive information overload. <laughs> but uh, so let, let's just uh, let's just have a little bit of a, a, a break from uh, Isotopes, and you can think about the music projects you're going to be doing while you while you watch to the next level. Once you join, you'll gain access to powerhouse Isotope plugins and a curated selection of tools from our partners, such as Melodyne from Celimony. Plus, as long as you're a member, you'll get every future update to the Isotope plugins in your membership for no extra cost. We'll also regularly serve you new curated content like exclusive inspiration-sparking sample packs and preset packs and industry-leading training ranging from our own tutorials to vocal production lessons from the world-renowned Berkeley Online, taught by Grammy-winning producer and engineer, Prince Charles Alexander. With new content being added every month full of valuable production techniques, tips and tricks, and solutions to common production problems, becoming a member is an investment in your career that grows as you and your career do. For more information on Isotope Producers Club, head to isotope.com. And of course, if you're so inclined, you can also head over to uh, isotope.com forward slash Sonic Talk uh, to get hold of um, a 10% saving. Use the code Sonic10 at checkout and you save 10%, including on the 49 buck 11 plugin community appreciation bundle, I might add. So if you want to save <laughs> big, go for that. Right, I'm going to switch things over a bit. I think we've oh. just, because I, only because we've had so much. Uh, yeah, okay, guys, uh, you, if well, you're quick, because I want to get onto some music one, stuff too. <laughs> well, this was re related to music and, you know, moving all of the other issues aside for the moment. And I was thinking about how ISRC codes, you know, as a way of kind of stamping, um, you know, ownership into a digital file uh, has never been a totally kind of transparent process in terms of, um, you know, something, you know, when you render a, a your finished mix and, um, you know, that ISRC code, where does it get embedded, which which code is embedded into it, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, the point of ISRC obviously being to track the ownership for kind of, cop, you know, copyright and, um, and also for, um, you know, royalties and, and the yeah. like. And I was just kind of thinking about th that in, in terms of like NFTs, whether, you know, once you finish your mix and it's ready, you know, m mixed and mastered, that you know, this idea that it gets indelibly stamped for history as with the ownership and all of that kind of detail at the start and with all the kind of royalty splits and everything like yeah. built into something right from the start, all of the good stuff, all of the people and all the contributors all fairly distributed into this ownership that's embedded into it. And it's, you know, in is that a... Is that a, a positive spin on this? Is that something that sounds is, like it? Like, yeah, that that was my thought. I'm sorry, yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I know we didn't want. Uh, no, yeah. I, I totally, I totally get that. And um, rather than come back to that, I mean, I think that's a really, a, a really powerful and important point. That's how I sort of understood it. And it's down to how those mechanisms that can then kind of retrieve that information and distribute it, which kind of rather makes 
world record companies and, and uh, publishing companies a little bit obsolete in the, in the end. Um, oh, totally or, obsolete. Yes. Yeah, so. Really quickly, um, just really quickly, guys, check out Audius. They're working on exactly what you're talking about. And be believe you me, we're looking at a future where out of your DAW, you're going to mint a piece of music with royalty splits and everything baked into a smart contract indelibly, as you said, for all time. And everyone is fairly remunerated wherever that piece of music okay, may go. Okay, that sounds great. But right. what happens if you make a typo <laughs> or cock it up or don't? You know, because I, I mean, because I, I, that, that happens. We're all capable of it. You know, we're, we're, mi we're mixing. We're mixing the music. You know, we're not necessarily writing the terms of well, the contract. What happens if? Can you then amend it and change it afterwards? Because you go, actually, hold on a minute. You know, because you went to a publisher and they have a lawyer and everybody looked at the piece of paper and then it gets referred. You know, there's multiple points of checking within that. I know it kind of maybe inflates the whole process a lot, but that actually helps you not get it wrong in the first place. Does that make sense? It, it, abs it absolutely makes sense. And it, now it's hard for me not to jump to AI because... I see a world where these smart contracts are executed by redundant forms of recursive neural networks, convolution guided neural networks, and completely and totally bifurcate out, separate out the middleman. It's going to end. Yeah. It's that's a it's finite thing. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm it's that, that. It for dyslexic people, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Now back to time tosser. Yeah, well, I, 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 I totally. But this yeah, is, I mean, we could, we could. I, I, I'm torn. Half the half the chat room are going. This is really fascinating. We to talk about it more, and half of them are going. Is this about music technology? So, uh, we could we could probably go. Maybe we'll think about doing a special about this. We can get in a bit deeper and sort of decide and explore some of these things because I th I think it's a fascinating subject, and it really yeah. has a lot to. You know, it's like a quantum shift in thinking of how yeah. stuff moves forward, and I totally get that. But yeah. <laughs> let me see right that's what i was looking at this was the uh yeah the new black corporation uh jp8 uh well this ISE, uh, this ISE NIM, which is essentially i don't know if you know black corporation are famous for making you know these big uh either kit or or, or built uh, the decos dream which is the cs80 there's also the uh uh uh, I can't remember what that one's called. Xerxes, Xerxes the Kimji, the Alka Synthex. Yeah, there's quite a lot of these kind of uh, big, they're, they're sort of tackling the big polysems. And th there's news that, uh, which I found via uh, Synth Anatomy that the JP8 is next. And it seems like yes. such an odd, I mean, it's like, how come this has taken so long? I'm going to come to you first, Robbie, because you are obviously working with Howard Jones on a regular basis, who is famously, uh, I mean, I don't think he, he doesn't lug one around anymore. It's not like he's because of no, the impracticality of it. It's, it's currently broken. not working. Oh. Yeah, it's currently not working. But um, no, it's funny because I, 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 I sh shuttled this across to BT the other day. And his response was, he doesn't think it will ever be the same. It doesn't think it possibly be the same as the original, but you know, I mean, I mean, everyone, I mean, it's it's the holy grail, isn't it? Really, it's one of the well, it's one, one of the big ones everybody yeah. wants. You know, we got the profit five back now and all these things. This is like one of the ones people are like chomping at the bit for. True. You know. I suppose the thing is, again, with this, I mean, because we had the boutique, which was obviously only four voices and teeny tiny. This is bigger but it's still not got the largesse of the jpa is that kind of what you were getting out there at bt it's the it's the physical experience as well right 
So I hate to rain on everybody's parade about this one here, but this we're talking about my favorite synthesizer. It's my favorite synth of all time ever, okay? I've got a Rev 2, you've got a Rev 3. They sound totally different, the 12-bit to the 14-bit ones. So I will admit completely my snobbery as it relates to Jupiter 8. It's my favorite synth of all time. That said, Black Corporation guys are amazing. I have their Elka Synthex clone, and it's ridiculous. I can't believe how good it is. Here's the thing, just again, sort of push back off the canvas. What makes these synths so magical and that can't be replicated in software is all of these synths from that time period sound really different. You can have a bad one or you can have a good one. You can have one that the caps are aged in a certain way, um, you know, or the power supply winds and some that are perfectly calibrated. I mean, you play 10 OBXs, they sound wildly different. It's the same with Jupiter 8s. So um, I'm very skeptical uh, because of that. And also, too, look at the size of it, like the support circuitry. And that's like the thermal conditions in these instruments have a lot to do with their sound. Believe it or not, it sounds really nerdy, but it really does. Um, so um, okay, I'm skeptical, but hopeful. If it's great, I told Rab, uh, I told Robbie, I'm gonna fill my bathtub up with them. I, I'll, I want <laughs> infinity of them. If it's my favorite synth ever, but skeptical. Did you have the? Um, did you have the? Um, you know the rack mount um, Jupiter Eight. Was it the eighty? You know the the MK MKS eighty. Oh, the MKS eighty. Yeah. I, I had. Oh. Did you ever have one of those? Because that that attempted to put a Jupiter Eight in a rack, didn't it? That's true. So I'm. I'm terrible, uh, so but I'll I'll say it. So the MKS80 actually has a different filter type. It's like supposed to be a Jupiter 8. It's not. Yeah. I mean, if you go read, what's a great website? You guys know it. Um, that you know does all the comparisons of a all the different. Vintage Synth Explorer or the. Um, that's it. Yeah. Vintage Synth yeah. Explorer. You can you can read about. I never got on with the. The MKS-80, a huge GX-10 fan, so I love the MKS-70, yeah. but the MKS-80 yeah. never had the magic to me of a Jupiter-8. I, I, I told you guys, I'm snobby. It's the one synth I'm so particular about, so I hope it's amazing. Um, their synthex is amazing. We'll see. Interesting. I know, Gaz, it's, it, I think I think um, BT's right there. I mean, there is this issue, isn't there, of uh, the physicality and the, the just trying to yeah. try. Well, not only that, but it's so hard to make a, a multi-voice, multi-oscillator analog synthesizer. I mean, you know, Moog One classic example you know that still has issues they still haven't quite tinkered with it right i mean it's improving improved but i mean if they can't get it absolutely bang on first time <laughs> i mean where where does you know what does that leave the rest of us it's almost impossible to it's like an impossible goal you know i mean i but i'm gone sorry go on, Robbie. No, go on, go for it. oh go on you got more of an I'm, interesting point to make <laughs> no, no i was just gonna say i mean the biggest joy i've had this year is getting the um the, the Udo Super 6, and part of the joy of that is that it's the the build quality and the kind of physical nature of that instrument is just as much of a joy as the sound of it, and probably that's the nearest I'm going to get to a Jupiter 8, you know, in terms of a, as an instrument that's been built with no, with no kind of um, shortcuts and, and designed to be absolutely, you know, amazing down to the fits, the sliders, the pots, everything about it. And, um, you know, so, you know, 
to me, it's not necessarily about having a, you know, having an analog polysynth. It's just about having a beautifully built instrument that makes you want to sort of learn it and play it. And so, yeah. you know, probably, probably, probably my my kind of lust for getting a Jupiter Eight probably has been probably a little bit kind of taken away by that instrument. I would say. That's an interesting point because I mean, again, that's that's got FPGA uh, 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 oscillators yeah. in it, hasn't it? That, that they just bypass that and go, well, sod that. Let's not worry about it. Let's just because I mean, even to the point of, you know, it's not just the oscillators; it's getting the tracking right across the filters. You know, if you want to play the filter, it's like if you've got a filter per voice or even two filter per voices, mm -hmm. just having that be in tune across the entire keyboard if it's analog is a nightmare. As well as the oscillators, and because what often happens is you trigger, you trigger, you trigger, and then there's just this pitch that moves around depending on which voice card you're currently hitting and right. that's across all of them. i don't know bt i don't know whether that's actually the same issue i mean do you get that with the jupiters and the obx's as well i mean then when they're not calibrated i guess you do it must be the same thing uh, absolutely i mean you know i you mentioned the obx one of the most incredible things about the obx is how in the portamento drifts differently per voice so, and it's kind of famous for that. It makes that huge THX kind of sound. Mm. I use that, Robbie, on the one to love you. There's that, the, the yeah. big drifting port, port of like get a portamento line. But yeah, they're yeah. all calibrated. No matter how good you calibrate these synths, you can never calibrate them perfectly. And that's part of the magic. It's like you play a middle C five times, however many voices there are, or you play a minor triad. Every one of those voices, the filter's slightly different. The envelopes are slightly different. The tuning's a little wonky, and it just it makes for magic. In the, uh, okay, in the I've got one. a theory here. Isn't that basically what MPE is, Gaz? I mean, if because to play uh. MPE with that great a skill is almost impossible, right? That's very interesting because that is one of the things that the Black Corporations. Uh, I, how do you call it? What, what's it? What's it called? It's got a funny name, hasn't it? This Jupiter ISE Nin. Yeah, it's not actually on their main page yet. It's not listed on that on their page but full full mpe support in that then so it's like oh okay that kind of gives it a uh, maybe that's going to cover know. up the fact that all the oscillators are out <laughs> <of you. laughs> yeah that's the thing i was just going to say that <laughs> i mean would you would you agree would you agree bit brian that the, the jupiter 8 as a synth i mean obviously i've played howards loads of time is as a synth and as a as an object in front of you and the and the way it's built it's so much better built than even lots of its contemporaries and you know even a lot of the classics people love like profits and stuff as an instrument it's just like there's something about that instrument that's just like it's just built like a tank and it just it's feels built like to tour, but it was built it, it was built to tour for mm. the 80s musician wasn't it i yeah. mean that's what it was for that's right you don't you don't get that with hardly any other synth i don't think i've got a question for the panel um what is the best digital recreation then because obviously this exists in a few places what? obviously the boutique and in the uh the rolling cloud Artoria and yeah. Artoria the, ta well. the tower one's amazing the what tower of jupiter 8 is really good that howard was raving to me about how good it was they do the huh. juno the Juno 62 I'm just That's looking. Good. Let's see if I can find that. Is That's that this, yeah, they, this thing? They have Jupiter 8 and it's really good. Okay. Mm. Well, let's put that in. I'll put that link That's in the fire, show notes. Yeah. Good, good shout. Yeah. I mean, the Arturia one gets better. It's had about three iterations, hasn't it? The new, yeah, the new version has got a new iteration. It's it's very juicy on the because uh, I remember trying to trying to use it and I just it, it 
I mean, as it should be, you know, there's no reason it shouldn't use loads of CPU because it's trying to be a super mega polysynth, but it's quite power hungry, I seem to remember. That's the thing. Yeah, we use it in our live. That's what we use live for the touring is the um, the Arturia Jupiter 8 and the Tal Uno 60, 62, or is Uno 64. Ah, okay. Yeah. Good question, Gaz. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been, because I've just done. Um, I, the, the, the sound of, of soft synths is just, you know, anybody who maybe isn't, it's like gaming, isn't it? You kind of, you look at a computer game and go, oh, yeah, that's not very good, is it? And then, you know, you, you that sort of makes your mind up for like the next 10 years. And then 10 years later, you see it and you go, oh, my God, it's like yeah. real life. You know, and, and that sort of <laughs> happened in synthesizers as well. Um, right. You know, in the, because I, I just did the uh, Anna 2 bundle, which was just a, a thing that I did for Slate Digital. And I was just, and the, the just the kind of like, the presence and the quality of the saturation and the effects it just made me kind of go wow this is this is great you know and, this, and i got the same from the Artur the artoria uh, pigments is also another great sounding so, so this it, you know the, the, and as we have more power in the computer the software versions are perfectly acceptable i mean but you're right mm. brian and uh, bt in many ways you know it's like if you make it in software you can then introduce as much wonk or accuracy as you want you know and that's part of the art as well right yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, where I see software sense so valuable and excelling uh, so it, remarkably are techniques other than subtractive synthesis. I mean, it's yeah. kind of what, you know, our, our heroes from, you know, the 60s, 70s and 80s were dreaming about with additive synthesis, granular synthesis, wave table, you know, all different kinds of uh, physical modeling, car plus strong synthesis. These are the things that a computer is phenomenal at. When it comes to raw subtractive synthesis, I, I just have to pry my Jupiter 8 out of my cold, <laughs> dead hands. It, there's nothing like it. It's really sure. not. Sure. Okay. Um, when, you were, when you were reviewing the, the boutique, though, Nick, you used a micrometer, didn't you, to measure the amount of travel in, in I, the yeah, sliders? Yeah, there wasn't much in the, J, in the JPOA. It was literally, because it's not even, it's a kind of yeah. unique fader that I've never seen before. I think it's, if anyone remembers the really tiny format uh, graphic 22-channel graphic EQs that weren't designed, that mm. were designed to be fit yeah. ones, and they have about <laughs> this much travel. That's kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's impossible to have any level of accuracy there. Um, I just do need to have uh, got to fit this in, um, and then we can when we can move on. But uh, I just thought it was interesting to put up. I don't know how much it's going to be. Anyway, this is the, uh, the Modal Electronics Cobalt Eight, which I would hope, thoroughly recommend you check out as well. Eight voice extended analog virtual analog synth. Innovative oscillator with 34 algorithms, morphable four-pole ladder filter, 29 endless encoders for real-time control, internal sequencer and arpeggiator, great MPE support on this as well, uh, modal app for Mac, Windows, and iOS, Android, and VST3, and AU. Uh, check it out at uh, bit.ly slash getmodal. Uh, it's well worth it. It's got some, I did some lovely patches for that, and I can thoroughly recommend it. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, th I, th I mean, th I think the way that technology is moving on, I mean, you know, the, the stuff that you're involved in, BT, is obviously you're sort of seeing ahead of maybe what many of us are exposed to, you know, and some of it's quite abstract. But where we are now, what we're seeing, there's an awful lot of stuff. Actually, one of them was quite interesting. This was another thing that you mentioned. This was the, uh, oh, no, it's not this one. It's the the uh, the fast plugins from uh, Focusrite. And the reveal was the one that you were particularly... Uh, let me just see if I can... It's incredible. Let's just fast forward it to the reveal. I think this is the last video. 
I think it's like a spectral AI-powered ducker, frequency ducker, as, you know, at, at, at basic terms. And the idea is it can move things out of the way in your mix. You could use it. I think it's only a, a one, a one, a side chain to another. So if you use the kick against the bass drum, you know you can't use it to expand the whole mix necessarily. I guess so if you bust things, you probably could. Perhaps you could talk about that. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's an interesting idea. Uh, Robbie, did you just say it's brilliant? No, I, I, I said it's brilliant because because we were talking, BT and we were talking the other night, and he said you got to get this. So I, I, I went out and it's, it's fantastic. It's, oh, like, really? it's like it's like he was saying. It's like a it's like track spacer on steroids. It kind of gets That's into right. all the gaps. Track spacer doesn't really. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, how would, what would you how would you describe what it is? Is that about right? It kind of it analyzes the uh, the side uh, the, the the main audio and then applies that AI analysis to the sort of frequency ducking. And you've got some very basic broad controls, but you can go in a bit deeper. And uh, I mean, how does it work just out of the box? You, you go, Brian. Uh, so, so basically, it's, it, yeah, it's basically exactly what Robbie was saying. The thing that's unique about it to something like Trackspacer, which is just, you know, down and dirty works great, right? However, and it works great in a mix, it does have quite a bit of artifacts if you solo the yeah. tracks. This is so kind of gentle in a good way, but gets the bits out of the way that you want to move out of the way and which we all know i mean in like these days it's like you know for most types of music things can complex in room and so being able to get the vocal out of the way of the guitar part or the synth poly synths out of the way of the drum overheads it's just this does that perfectly and it does it like you said nick by taking a sidechain input and analyzing it so it like it knows knows what you're seeing in general, and then it just ducks all those exact bits. Um, it's it's brilliant. I, it's one of my favorite plugins in a long time. Interesting. I mean, they've got they've really mm. gone they've gone for the. Uh, it's like a five ninety nine UK pounds a month for fifteen months. So it's a subscription subscription for a fixed period after which you own it. So uh, you can try it for a bit. If you don't mm. like it, then you can kind of return. So I think it ends up costing you about ninety quid, which is. In terms of a single function plugin like this, you know, it's not is a little on the expensive side. They do an EQ and a compressor as well, which has similar sort of underlying core technology, but it sort of simplifies things. Gaz, I don't know. I mean, have you the, the the thing about this some some of this stuff? I mean, it's like sometimes mixes are hard. You know, people are saying, well, if AI yes. does it, what's the point in doing it? But actually, some things are quite that need to be done are very difficult technically to achieve, and so that doesn't necessarily yes. require skill. It's more patience, perhaps. You know. <laughs> well, Isotope uh, approached this in a slightly different way, but similar principle with um, Neutron. And yeah, sort of as a, uh, the track assistant. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking a good name for this would be kind of liposuction or liposuction. <laughs> you know, suck out the fat. <laughs> <laughs> track lipo. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, but um, what I found in, in, in practice, though, just uh, just m myself, really, that um, that I, I, I sort of dabbled with it a little bit with with the isotope method. Um, but just ultimately just I keep coming back to my old way of working, really, which is just using lots of EQ, lots of bandpass and lots of low pass and high pass filters and um, 
and sort of and automation, just lots and lots of automation. And I suppose obviously that is more time consuming. So I, I probably should embrace working this way, uh, especially as a lot of the mixes that I tend to do, especially if it's my own stuff, tends to get very dense and complex with lots and lots of things going on. So uh, I'm going to have a look at this. I, I think that's it's quite cool. an interesting business model, that five ninety nine. So you're not. Yeah, it's sort of. Uh, I agree. It's a way of getting some money coming into the company. But you own uh, it in the end, yeah. But you own it in the end. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't like the subscription model typically because of the, you know, when you're getting locked out, the idea of being locked out of projects in the future if you've decided not to carry on with the subscription um, or, you know. But uh, so I'm, I'd be curious to see if this takes off and if that way of, um, you know, monetizing plugins kind of works. Uh, and I feel that that's an all right price, actually, personally. I think that seems that yeah, seems okay, fair right. Yeah, OK, fair Yeah, it feels I mean, somehow somehow fairer. Sorry, Brock, BT, you were saying, were you coming I, in there? I was, I was I just, just saying... Oh, I, sorry, no, you've got very similar that. pitched voices and similar sounding rooms. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh, Robbie. I was going to say, it's interesting, isn't it? I remember when the, the Isotope stuff came out, we talked about this, and I remember saying on the show, I don't want to use that, I just want to use, you know, I use my own skills, I don't want to be told how to do something and, you know, like some some noddy automatic thing to do this, that and the other. But I think it's kind of like a sort of a, I think now I've re you realise that certain tools like this, certain tools like the Oak Sound Soothe and all those kind of things, those tools are far beyond what you can do with you know just your traditional methods and they're kind of really high-end tools that take advantage of the massive computing power we've got available to us to do jobs that we couldn't do to mixes before so to me it's a case of using all the skills you've got with your traditional methods and then trying to embrace these things on top just to kind of get the edge on your mixes you know and get those squeeze that extra bit of kind of Whatever you're trying to do, clarity, clarity yeah, 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 whatever out of it. I think you know, I embrace them. I don't see them as a cheat. I just see them as like a an extra way of just trying to sort of get ahead of the game. Mm, interesting. Actually, that reminds me, we've uh, we've also got a little promo of our own, which I think I'm going to play now because we've got the. Uh, we're not. I'm not entirely sure what it's called. I was, I was thinking about Sonic One or Sonic Team, Sonic. I don't know. Anyway. I'll let uh, Gaz and uh, Andy explain. Hello and welcome to this little feature about the upcoming Sonic State compilation album. Now this is the first compilation of contributors to Sonic State that's, that's ever taken place really. So wow. tell us a little bit more then about the genesis of this idea and, and, and well, what's exactly that's happened. That's pretty much it. I thought A, it's lockdown, let's have something to do and B, there's so much talent and all the people that have been involved in Sonic over the years, we've never actually combined it into some showcase. I thought, right, it's about time it happened. And what a whopper it is. Um, it's a it's 18 been track album that runs for nearly an hour and a half. I didn't expect to get right. so much and such great quality too. It's been fantastic.
Ireland. So that'll be coming soon, as they say. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be posting some new stuff about it. I noticed didn't use any clip of my track in there, but there are 18 to choose from, and a lot of them are way better uh, than used, mine. But that's, no. that's all right. He used I his own track. I heard yeah. his one. <laughs> Shameless promotion. That's I didn't right. make that. I didn't make that <laughs> I'm promo. Joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I, Nick's track's one of my favourites. So anyway, oh, but I tell you what, kind. though, it is. It is. It, it, it's a great track, yeah. But I mean, it's an amazing little compilation. Well, not little, massive compilation, uh, because of the diversity across it. And I mean, um, you know, it's a bit of a masterclass from Yoad. Yoad's tracks Jeez. on there is like I know. It's good. I, isn't I it? mean, you listen to Yoad's track. I heard it, and it was kind mm. of like okay. Can I withdraw mine now, please? Can we just release his? Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, you know, and Ty's, Ty's tune is really interesting as well. Um, yeah. Because he, well, I won't Use spoil it because actually... I've gone in. You can say yeah. it. No, I won't. I won't say anything. I'm just going to say, uh, BT, <laughs> honestly, Yoad is one of the finest mix engineers I've ever heard. I've never heard anything. Right. Kind of, when I, We went to a studio and I listened. He's got wow. a pair of uh, uh, ATC SCMs and he played a bit. I've just mm -hmm. been working on this and I was just kind of, oh, my God, you know, that, you know, I, I know what a good mix sounds like. And he knows how to make a, mix, a, a good mix. He's a really good mix engineer, amongst many mm -hmm. other things. If you're ever looking for a mix. Wow. BT, I would <laughs> heartily recommend um, checking him out if you get the opportunity. Uh, but it's yeah, not—it's not about what? touting for work, is it? So that'll be coming soon. It's going to be on a band camp. I think we—I I don't know the exact yes. date. I think it, we're aiming for the 16th, but we want to hit it on the, mm. the band camp Friday. So you know, that's the idea, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's the plan. That's the plan. And uh, there's also a series of interviews that I've conducted uh, with Andy uh, with all. Well, not all, but with a with a lot of the contributors, and um, so there's lots of insights and lots of information about how the how the different approaches have taken place. So, yeah, so there's a whole bundle of stuff coming um, connected with this this release. So, yeah, really excited about it. Absolutely, yeah, and some of that will be uh, available to everybody, and some of it will be part of our Patreon offering, which uh, I'm going to plug again just because I can. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Sonic State if you're interested in joining us. Uh, more the merrier, obviously, and uh, like I say, we put ad-free ad versions of all of our stuff, including Sonic Talk with the, the pre-show now. I figured out a way to make it all work and so that YouTube... Yeah, anyway, I'll let you go and figure that out yourselves. Um, yeah, <laughs> that, um, is there anything... Does anybody have any strong feet? Because we've got another couple of... Uh, have we got another topic? I'm just looking for it. Oh, there was the IR designer. Did um, I've got to find out what video that is because if I press the wrong button... Uh, th number three, come in, please. The Super Cabinet <laughs> is the revolutionary IR processor. This which is quite a dry um, graphically presentation. The IR libraries. But Access the interesting part about this is you can take the, the IR um, of the cabinets and the microphones and the amplifiers are all time phase aligned, so you can merge and morph between them in a really interesting way and create stuff that doesn't exist in the real world. Now, I'm not a massive reamping person, but I know that this technology is just really, really cutting edge again. And it's because not everybody can turn everything up loud. This just looks like a really good way of processing. It doesn't have to be guitars. Obviously, you could do all sorts of things with this. But it just seems like a very powerful tool. Now, when I posted this, BT, you were you actually said, "Oh, yeah, that's really cool." And so you've obviously uh, used it somewhere along the line. I'm just going to paste the link in the in the in the show notes. Have you do you have experience of this? This is the uh, um, Overloud Super Cabinet, right? It's fantastic. So, just full disclosure, uh, I love reamping things, but I don't have many amps. In fact, I have two. I've got a 
a um, a nice old, really good sounding uh, AC30 that I actually got in England in the 90s, but it's a 60s AC. And I've got an 80s uh, JC120, um, which is, of course, that kind of like Smith's type sound. But I use, uh, and I use quite a bit, not just for, um, you know, uh, cars, but for synths, for drum machines, all different sorts of stuff. I'll tell you what, this thing blew my mind for the exact reason you said, Nick, is that ability to morph between amps. I just found myself making really musical sounding stuff. We all know that, you know, one of the best to do synths in particular, because I, I know we all love synthesizers, one of the best things you could do with them is saturation, you know, mild distortion, reamping, things like that. This is a, a killer tool to put in the arsenal, this one. Oh no! I, I, I like I said, I haven't really used, but I know that because uh, um, um, Dominic, Mister Wiggly, he's done a kind of reamping type thing. It seems to be a very popular way of adding an extra bit of life and stuff. I know, Gaz. I mean, you work with a lot of live instruments. I suppose that's not such a necessary thing, but sometimes you might want to change the character of some of those things. Uh, do you use reamping um, or modelling in any way on those? I, I have done quite a bit, yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, it's always a thing about getting the kind of right impedance inputs into the amps and stuff, you know. And um, I've got a little box that does that. Um, that's just a little homemade thing. But uh, they're, you know, it's a, it is a really interesting thing. I mean, um, guitarists particularly are incredibly fussy about their about their tone. And, you know, I think uh, maybe go a little overboard with it, but... They're allowed to, <laughs> but um, uh, but but yeah. I mean, it is a really interesting thing. Like just a, 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 like a, um, putting a simple drum machine out through a drum through an through an, an amplifier and back in, and then suddenly it's amazing. Like I like doing overheads off drums actually through a guitar amp. It's really cool. If I haven't got a grot mic up for the session itself. Um, you know, doing things like that. Haven't done it for a while, um, but I have set up behind me. I've got a pair of valve amps and uh, that, are, that are permanently mic'd up, so I can feed a stereo mix out and through through it. Um, and they're identical amps as well. Well, one's red and one's blue, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I don't do it a lot. I think, um, but when I do do it, I always think. I should do this more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> isn't it always the way? I suppose. So. I mean, Robbie. I suppose something like this. I mean, this is probably something that you you is it one of your secret weapons? Because I mean, you do a lot of processing on your synths. I know. Well, I'll tell you what, though. But for this for this album I'm making out here in in Ireland, um, the guitarist is in Vancouver, and we've been. He got himself a Line Six Helix, you know, amping, reamping stuff, and. Um, He's and basically, and then Line Six sent me the software, which is the Helix software. So he's been sending me the parts, you know, amped up as he wants them, and then sending, and then it, it automatically records a parallel dry feed. So I've been getting the dry feed, being able to do all time correction on everything, and then just being able to reamp everything after I've done all that with the same sounds that he's been designing his end. Ah. So, so that's been like a revelation for this project. Well, it's like you can't, you know, once everything's saturated with distortion, you can't find the transients or anything to kind of time it all up. So when he sends it over and it's just like some twangy guitar going, dang, 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 you can get in and do all the timing and then, you know, get it sound like some sort of behemoth heavy metal rock guy. I suppose, you know, so I suppose yeah. the thing is also um, you can, because that, 
part would have been played into that specific sound. So all of yeah. the bite and the dig, uh, the dynamics are actually built into the twangy guitar yeah. part before it hits, right? Yeah, but I do. I mean, I, I do like like BT was saying. I love, I love sending synths through all sorts of, uh, particularly sort of saturations and overdrives and amps and stuff. So I, I mean, I for years I've used all sorts of things like, you know, speakerphone, you know, audio. He's all sorts of things like that to try and create character. Right. Excellent. Glad to hear. I'm sorry, all that button pressing was, I just want to say thanks to Wagyu. Because uh, it doesn't show the actual sticker, it shows a description of the sticker. So we, Wagyu put a pair character lifting some weight saying keep it up, which is very yeah, descriptive. No, it's very descriptive, and, and thanks, Wagyu, but it doesn't show the sticker. I can't, that's, that's beyond the technology I have in my position. And Nick, Guys, there's, yeah. there is, there's one last thing that we should possibly just briefly talk about was WWE. Yep. Uh, DC, D, what's it? WWDC twenty one. Oh, well, the Apple, some more Apple stuff. Surround sound. Yeah. Gee, well, yeah, and also, um, I think the one thing that's quite interesting is the uh, the way that you can use your iPad and um, Macs and just sort of, but you know, just move things just with the same mouse. You can just as you move the mouse across. Workflow stuff. Your, yeah. Yeah, and then you know, so if you've got two computers, you know, you can just just with the one control just go between the two and and and, and onto wow. the ipad as well um so i was kind of curious about that with um because i like to use an ipad as a means to um record uh just do my uh, you know at rehearsals and various things like that and, and so i thought oh okay that's quite nice that's quite a nice workflow thing uh, i was trying to think if there was anything else that was relevant to musicians there's not an awful lot but the um the spatial audio stuff is meant to be really really good um yeah there's a well, there's quite a lot of stuff they've just introduced the, the spatial audio and also the high resolution audio both of which i think kind of basically mm. um make their current crop of speakers, headphones and hardware obsolete. Well, so I presumably they'll be selling us something new, right? I, I was going to say, I got, the, um, I got the AirPod Maxes and they're amazing headphones, the big ones. All right. They're nice headphones, those. Yeah. Sweet. So, If anyone's looking for audio. Headphones. Right, okay. Well yeah, worth it. They do special audio. Yeah, so that's meant to sound like really, really like you're listening out of speakers. So... You know, I just wondered if that would be good for mixing. I was curious. I, I don't. I don't know. Tried it. Oh, there we go. Uh, there's a pint from uh, Jan Stim. Uh, Stim. I can't pronounce that. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, we talked a little bit about the lossless audio last week with Dom. Um, this week, right. uh, they, they, but it seemed like the whole, the, just generally, the whole WWC thing was was a bit of a kind of like, here's a load of software features which seem to be really kind of good for what their uh, for their suite of things, but in many ways they're again sort of. Mm taking ownership of stuff that other people have been doing for years and, and sort right, of presenting right. it better, which is what Apple are extremely good at. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, <laughs> yeah. it's just the way it goes. So, yeah. so I know, um, um, BT, anything really exciting that sort of excited you about the, the new developments? It was all pretty much iOS, as far as I could tell, and a bit on, on the other stuff, apart from developer nightmares, I'd imagine. Yeah, there's a bunch of kind of de develop... There's some cool development stuff. I won't bore you guys with all that, but I mean... Like Gaz was saying, the thing I'm most excited about that they announced is the spatial audio in uh, Air, Air, you know, the AirPod Pros, whatever they're called, Air Max Pros, whatever, yeah, um, is just yeah. what a great differentiator from Spotify. I think Spotify really struggle to keep up with some of this. I mean, I'm certainly excited to release surround sound albums that work on headphones. It's like 
you know, that's a really rad differentiator, I think, for artists that, you know, and also, too, Apple pays a fair royalty. So I think that that's, I think that's great, you know, nice distinctor for artists. You know, some surround sounds for headphones. That's a good idea. Well, I wonder, we'll, we'll start getting, presumably you'll be able to mix in native, uh, this this surround audio will come straight out of Logic when they update that. I mean, I imagine they must build it in because if, they, if they're, you know, if they're playing it back, you better have to be able to create it. I'm still, I'm still waiting, though, for them to do low latency wireless audio drivers. So, you know, when they take away our headphone jacks, you know, yeah, well, that's the problem. The, the, this is the discussion we were having last week. The problem is, is uh, mm-hmm. high re- high definition audio and Bluetooth are completely incompatible yeah. because Bluetooth compresses. So you're not going to get that. Yeah. So the latency. You could, you could do it over Wi-Fi though, couldn't you? Yeah, I suppose you could, but then again, that's that's mm-hmm. a contentious uh, band of radio frequencies. So it's not you can't mm-hmm. guarantee that that's going to be. Uh, uninterrupted mind you bluetooth is hardly any better is it frankly i sometimes have a problem i put my phone in my back pocket i put a wire uh, an airbud in my in my uh, not well they, these aren't apple products and i put one in my and it doesn't make it through my massive torso you know i mean that's ridiculous it can't get around my <laughs> my my stomach i mean it's not that big but <laughs> yeah. jesus i don't know if that's a, that's an image i want to leave you all with but you know i just we did bring, we, you brought it up <laughs> you take the chances um it's so, a good place to end yeah. So yeah, maybe so. So uh, BT, what's next for you? What uh, what what are you kind of uh, what are you going to do after this? I mean, because let's you know you 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 got a great result with that uh, NFT sale. I mean, it's kind of I guess that's like a, good, a decent album sales kind of fee. You know, great. So are you going to do more of that stuff? Is it is is it going to made you excited to kind of go? Yeah, let's do that. Most most definitely, yeah, for sure. I mean, I have tons of projects, blockchain projects in the works. Um, my my next album is uh, a blockchain project um and uh some insane software coming too that like i'm really excited privately to give you guys and i'll definitely come back and talk about that but um yeah actually my lovely wife is yelling at me she's like she's like baby you have another interview you uh, okay all right well so, we better okay so, Thank, um, well thanks i appreciate so, it yeah but listen um i i think that um i think that all all the musicians that listen to this please go check out what's possible there because i really believe it's the future for all of us i I think it's something to get really excited about and um gaz to what you said um i want to send you some white papers so and it's a conversation we need to have a bit but i think it's going to free musicians i think it's going to free generations and generations of musicians and it's something to be really excited about so uh, well that's a, yeah that's a good thanks pleasure. for having me today you're guys. welcome uh, if you've so got to jump fun. off i appreciate that thank you very much i uh, will head over okay to guys i'll see you soon see ya so sure. robbie um, okay cheers. i guess you probably got to get back to work are you getting paid by yeah, your track have, track per day <laughs> yeah no we're doing right in the middle of a big orchestral section in the middle of a track so all ah, right timpani drums now good well, that sounds like a great way to spend a summer's evening yeah. thank you very much for joining yeah. us robbie very much yeah. looking forward to your material when it's uh, when we can finally listen to it thanks for yeah. joining us see you soon see ya and also um gaz thanks for joining us too of course uh no, the people haven't had enough gaz already they can have more of you tonight with uh, your gaz williams yes. show uh did you t- 8 p.m did you say who yes. was on i'm trying to remember I'd say no, no, again. I was, uh, oh you didn't i, I did was, not oh you're I, doing I the thing a, you're doing I the thing gonna, on the thing the thing on the thing and just you know because i this thing is a really kind of exciting 
uh, effects unit in many ways. And I just yeah, well, we we did we did actually did we not? Um, we covered it, didn't we? In um, in one of the Sonic talks, and we were like, actually, wow, that looks great because you can you can mix mm. and match, can't you? You can put whatever you yeah. want in each pedal, and you could have five you could have five delays, five reverbs, or and uh, from the last update, you can have five loopers as well. Mm. So uh, you know, all that stuff is good, but there are a few deal breakers. So, ah. um, and so you're going to reveal that later. To kind of, well, I could reveal that later, or could reveal that. I think no, you I'll should reveal it later. Yeah, I think you should <laughs> yeah. save it for your show. I mean, yeah. that's the you know, okay. that's, that's fair. It is, it is, it is dead good, and it sounds good. So we'll be putting some synths through it and some various bits and bobs, and exploring what you can, what you can do with it. Um, so yeah, so that's what my show tonight will be. Let right. me just post the link to that in the sh in the chat. There we go. That's to Gaz's channel. Well, Gaz, um, it's just me and you live to say goodbye. Um, <laughs> we've well, unfortunately, we haven't got any unflattering uh, reaching to to disconnect photos because sometimes you do get those. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm quite often. That's the one thing I find with uh, with the Patreon when I'm uploading stuff to Vimeo. I've got no control over the poster frame, and the last one was like. So, you know, that's just the, <laughs> yeah. them's the breaks. But uh, there we go. Yeah. But, Gaz, lovely to have you. Thank you very much for uh, joining us. My and uh, that's it for this week. We will see you all on the next show. That's it. Take care. Bye-bye now.